0: You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, go to naturalstacks.com. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick. I'm a performance coach, a life coach, and a podcast host of your favorite performance centric podcast. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. On today's episode, we're joined by Dr. Anthony G. Beck, and he's from the Balanced Protocol Institute, and he has been training clinicians in his approach to health and wellness uh, for over 20 years, and uh, I like his style. I'll say that from the beginning. He's a straight shooter. He doesn't play the marketing game the way that everybody else does. He makes his money and helps his people his own way without being clickbaity, without saying, picking a uh, an area of focus and driving on it. He helps people and he understands that it's complicated and that we're all in need of certain things. In this podcast, he lays out a couple of really cool things. He's got a couple of systems that. I think are really helpful to think about. You know, he thinks of the eight systems to treat your body, uh, which are fascinating. They are as follows in this order environment, gut, mindset and cognition, immune system and inflammatory pathways, structural muscles, bones, oxidative stress and energy production, neurotransmitters, and biotransformation. He thinks, he believes strongly in his experience, that those eight systems should be Approached from the f- number one through number eight. If you want to be your best self, uh, you could be doing all the great work on your gut, but if you're breathing gnarly, moldy air, or if you're being peppered by EMFs all day, there's a problem. Some of the things that we talk about on this podcast are the fact that the most common issue that people complain about that go to him is a lack of energy. Are you in this category? Do you have a lot less energy than you want? Um, Once you turn that corner and you experience a higher level of energy, it makes everything else much more more fluid. He kind of box at the name it, blame it, claim it, tame it routine of pointing at some illness and then characterizing it and then trying to work on it when it could be something else uh, all, uh, completely. Um, not niching down, not doing an anti-gluten thing or an anti-lectin thing, but, but taking each individual as their own biological system that needs treating um one thing that we also talk about which i thought was pretty interesting was considering our own mental states you know you, you i think we all know people that are always sick and always talk about how they're always sick and it seems that they're in this self self perpetuating loop of being unhealthy and thinking about themselves as an unhealthy person and uh it's tricky um we talk a little bit about nutrition um And there is no one size fits all for everybody. Nutrition is not just what you're eating, but what your individual body can attune to. You know, you might not be good with gluten, but you've got to take a look at that. All these other biomarkers uh, before you uh, play the blame game. Really enjoyed this podcast. Thank you again for listening. If you enjoy this, please share it and go check out Dr. Anthony G. Beck online. Ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Anthony G. Beck. You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean McCormick. It's the OPP. I'm a performance coach, a wellness entrepreneur, a blogger, a speaker, a biohacker, and it's my privilege to bring to you the leading experts in the field of performance. So let's dig right in. And we're here with Dr. Anthony G. Beck, the founder of the Balanced Protocol Institute. Dr. Anthony Beck. Anthony, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: What's happening, my brother? I like getting a little hanging with the optimizing folk.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I like to start each podcast with the same question for each of the guests, which is, what time is it when you're recording this and what have you put into your body today?
1: Oh, wow. Well, it is 1 p.m. on the East Coast. I'm in Central Florida. So this morning I had a uh, uh, actually had some um, apple sausage, which is actually pretty cool. A couple of eggs and a piece of uh, gluten included rye bread from the uh, from the farmer's market that my my private chef got me. And uh, it's delicious. And uh, of course, I had a little bit of uh, yerba mate and matcha mix. I did that today. That was my little beverage of choice. And uh, here, just a little while ago, I did a little hit of uh, methylene blue before I got into my Mitogen full body light pod. So that's about it. That and, about, and, and of course, I did some lemon water this morning. But I'm just coming off of a of a 24 hour water fast yesterday. So
0: nice.
1: Boom. That's it.
0: <laughs> tell, tell me about uh, tell me about the methylene blue and the light pod. Is it how often do you do it? What do you do it for? And how does it make you feel? Yeah.
1: So the thing is, is you know, from time to time, if when I put um, my body through a little bit of taxation on my vascularity and my mitochondria through some different protocols that I use in my method of balance protocol, um, I like to you know work on my my cellular health. Just to, you know, clear out a little inflammation and things like that, that I induce by, you know, you know, pulling from toxins and body fat stores by virtue of, you know, fasting or otherwise. So um, I don't do a lot of it. So it's usually, you know, because for me, everything is about doing things in the right context and in the right order, not just doing a bunch of stuff. So it's not maybe not be as, as you know, sexy as it may sound. So, um, so like the methylene blue has a, has a, I mean, that's a big topic. I think you might've you know covered that with somebody before, but um, so for me, it's a matter of uh, putting that into my vascularity and then, you know, hitting it with a mixture of uh, 660 nanometer and 850 nanometer uh, wavelengths um, to, you know, stimulate it to act correctly, which is to, you know, s- support endothelial cells and things like that that uh, i've been rocking and rolling with uh, you know doing water fasts and stuff like that over you know, a couple of days um so that's it so i hope just to, it, it's a it's a repair mechanism right it's, it's kind of like you know you gotta gotta clean up after you remodel so this is more of a uh a cleanup after the remodel but nothing too deep or crazy i just do it because i'm uh, you know 47 and my wife is uh, 30 giggity giggity and uh, so I got to anti-age man. You know, I got to keep, got to keep it right, keep it tight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. How, how often do you do? Uh, how often do you do the, the light pod? And, and and what's the setup that you have at your place?
1: Yeah. So I turned. Uh, I just recently built this uh, this big old house. That, uh, and of course, it's all EMF free. Everything is all wired, shielded, Cat six, and poured uh, concrete uh, block, and that kind of fun stuff. So, um, one of the uh, garages that I didn't mean, put a car in, uh, I converted into my therapy room. So I've got all my goodies in there. Um, so what I do have is a Mitogen uh, full body light pod that um, it combines uh, 660 and 850 uh, in the led tubes that run uh, in it. It's uh, a little over six feet wide. I like to, I, you know, I call it my, my Darth Vader, uh, you know, Regen chamber. It's all, it's black and chrome and stuff. It's pretty dope. I'm a star Wars freak. And, um, so anyway, so I, you know, I probably get in there, um, you know, twice a week. I don't do a ton because, you know, I live in central Florida, so I get outside quite a bit. I like to play and frolic You know, so, um, you know, one one to two times a week, I get in there, 20 minutes. And then, of course, I can set the frequencies and things like that. Typically, um, I'll either run at 100 hertz, so we're matching body resonance, or I'll hit a a 10 hertz uh, just to to target, you know, brain and cognition. And I'm usually in there 20 minutes to get a uh, a really nice amount of joules. So, there you go.
0: Cool. Very cool. That's fun. Yeah, it's always fun to – to hear what the experts are doing, the doctors, the researchers, the scientists, you know, because talking yeah. about this sort of stuff, you know, running a biohacking podcast, uh, it's, it's nice to know who puts their money where their mouth is. What are the, what are the, uh, what are the doctors doing? What are the experts doing to make themselves as healthy as they can? Because as, as yeah. I'm sure, you know, you know, if you're fit and, um, look the part, sound the part, high energy, people are going to vibe with it, right? And if you're, you know, if you're aged prematurely and overweight and puffy, then, you know, people aren't going to take you seriously, right? (laughs) Amen to
1: that, brother, because I see that all the time in the info space. You know, I got, you know, people talking about all kinds of things, certain diets and deuterium depleted water, all the stuff that I've been using clinically, I've been a clinician now uh, for 25 years. So I started out when it was the quantified self movement, right? This is prior to that stuff. And, um, and before the internet and before Facebook, right? So all this stuff is things I've been doing clinically with tens of thousands of patients over a couple of decades, but then I, I, I'm learning to get into this space as it's called and, uh, and I can't help but to take a little, you know, surface peak, right. And go, hold on a second. If you have central obesity and your skin looks like salami and you're losing your hair and all that kind of stuff, mm, you know, physician heal thyself. And then at the same time I live life full out, man, I got, you know, three princesses. One is off in college, you know, she's 20. And then I got a six and a three here. I'm three miles from Disney, by the way. And, um, so anyways, so I have a good time. I just do all that kind of stuff. So I don't, I'm not a I mean, I'm fit. I mean, I'm, I'm stocking, built, and that kind of fun, stuff. I don't have any fat. But but at the same time, is is just because somebody has a physical exterior that they can pick up things and set them down, you know, uh, doesn't mean you're healthy either. You know, because I train a lot of those guys and get their, you know, after they've done all their biohacking out of context and, you know, push their bodies to the limit, got to recover them. So I think it's on, the, on, on either side of that too. But yeah, I definitely practice what I preach, 100%. I mean, that's the that's the whole thing for me is, is it's a, it's an integrity issue, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've been thinking a lot about the word health and how we use health and it seems to be shifting, um, you know, chronic exercise, ultra marathoning, like, is that healthy? No, it's not. <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's not. And, and, uh, and so for a person like yourself who's been, a clinician for over 25 years who's at the cutting edge and has been at the cutting edge of these of these approaches integrated health biohacking technologies you know fasting protocols um you know just because you can run for seven hours straight doesn't mean that you're healthier than someone who, um, who does high intensity interval training you know three times a week and, and has great biomarkers and stuff like that. But right? One, one question that I have for you, um, just to kind of kick this thing off is tell us about the Balance Protocol Institute. Tell us a little bit about how your how you think about balance, how you think about health, without saying, well, it depends on the person, even though I know that it does. But um, tell us a little about your your uh, approach to to health and optimal performance.
1: Yeah, well, the, the cool thing is it is about balance. That's the term that I gave it many years ago. And because to me, uh, so many people uh, will focus on removing like you can't have this you can't have good you can't have that you can't have this or then a lot of people like well i gotta add this and add this and add this well it's both so some people go, well i do do both of those but the problem is though is, is is it's like it's a matter of you can do things but you have to do them in the context of the individual And the context of the individual, I call it, you know, context cube. So like with real estate, it's location, location, location. For me, it's context, context, context. Um, you got to do the right things, but in the right order, right? So in, in just, I always look for patterns in life to understand things. And, um, you know, I come from a background, um, you know, of uh, sports, phys, exercise, science, and um, I was going to be a Navy pilot back in the day. I was in ROTC at Old Dominion University doing my undergrad and that kind of fun stuff. And there's procedures, right? There's things you got to do in the right order. And if and in any industry, you know, you can't just do like the little rascals and throw all the ingredients into the bowl at once, right? People who make a better cake, if you will, know you got to cream the butter and the sugar, Um that's right. I used the word sugar in this podcast already and eggs. And oh, my God, we're all going to die anyway. So, yeah. So you got to do things in the right order is my thing. So it's about the balanced understanding of doing things in the correct order. Um, and so the thing for me is, is what I um, have done is, is I like I've, I've had a virtual practice now since um, January of oh nine. So I'm one of the, the, the first that I ever heard to start that way back in the day here on a Skype cam because I was in uh, Florida and then I had patients that wanted to see me do to one of my students out in Vegas. So that was the innovative thing that kind of came about with that. But uh, long story less boring is, is that I realized that, uh, you know, where I wanted to do if I wanted to take my method and approach and message, I had to force multiply. So, um, I still maintain patients. I got patients all around the world in all kinds of different time zones, but uh, I principally train other clinicians, health coaches and things like that now, um, to implement balanced protocol, uh, with their clients and patients. So that's what balance protocol Institute is if I had to do the little shameless plug here. But, um, but that's what we do is it, it's, it's, it's very, uh, heavy clinical intensive with me personally, not just, you know, a, Two or three thousand dollar online course, and then you get a certification, right? Um, But the thing is, is that so the method is different because it puts the 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 patient at the center. Um, It requires ongoing context. I use another you know uh, anagram called Q square M square. It stands for qualify, quantify, measure, and monitor. And, um, and that's the approach. So it's a matter of all things are on the table. There's all kinds of techniques out there and lots of experts on that thing. What oftentimes is missing is the context of the individual. And then the person goes, oh, well, I qualify for that. And then I go, well, hold on, you got to do it in the right order. I use the term more adequately of biotransformation. So the thing about it is, is, you know, people talk about um, burning fat. Though the body never burns anything, where we may get up to 100 degrees internal, so it's a misnomer in and of itself. But when we start to tap into stored adipose tissue, we also tap into a tremendous amount of uh, bioaccumulated, you know, undesirable molecules. So by the beneficial things that we're doing, whether it's an, an, a proper application of a dietary strategy um that is now going to cause the body to reduce body fat well along with that comes the context of a bunch of shit that was stored in there right so are we are we quantifying that what i refer to as a fractal micronage that particular thing as well and people go well man i did this diet and i felt like crap well it wasn't by just necessarily the virtue of the diet it's by virtue of the context that you got rid of a bunch of tissue that was holding a bunch of junk and you presuppose your body had the resources to uh, to handle that so in balance protocol i use what's called a framework of the two three five eight framework it's a fibonacci right so what do we have to add what do you have to remove is the two the two questions but then the three is the three phases or nourish balance purify so one of the big differentials is that is that you know if, if you want to work towards optimal and things like that there's a huge menu lots of good lovely and delicious stuff on the menu um But, you know, starting with a steak, you might miss, you know, that lovely appetizer because you did it in the wrong order. So you can tell I'm a foodie. I love me some food. Got to relate everything to to food and pictures. Anyways, but that's it. So that would be the thing. So principally, that's what I do with patients is I help them, you know, navigate the sea of of lovely and delicious things out there in in our world for benefit for optimal performance uh, and help them get the, the clarity to cut through all the noise and confusion so they know the right order to apply it for them. And not just based upon, um, you know, conjecture or marketing, digital marketing hooks and stuff, but through the lens of their own body, right? It'll tell us a lot if you look at the proper things, not just do some blood work, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, and it's really specific, right? It's specific to the person and and their goals too. You know, I suppose, let me ask you this, you know, everybody wants to look better naked and have more energy and think sharper for longer. It yeah. has too much stress. What, <laughs> right? what, that's everybody. Say it, right? say it ain't so. Yeah. What, right. what, when, when people connect with you or even as you're training other clinicians um, with your approach, what, what's the most common thing that people have problems with in their life? And that's, it's a really broad question, but what are people seeking, you know, in this day and age, what, what sort of improvements are they looking to make in their, in their, in their overall health? What's most common?
1: Well, number one off the bat is energy. You know, that's really it. Cause that's something people can equate to. We all have, that's a universal language, if you will, of of having energy. So fatigue be the first clinical complaint that i've seen more than anything but you can come to fatigue by all kinds of things right you can have a a microbial infection that you need to remove right you you might have a deficiency on a specific mineral or vitamin that needs to be added it could be a combination of both because one started it and caused the other right so there's all kinds of roads to Cairo. there's all kinds of roads to fatigue depression anxiety you know that kind of stuff autoimmune, you know, GI issues. And um, the problem is, is people will, you know, do the, the proverbial name it, blame it, claim it, tame it game where they want to call it something. I have this, and then they blame it on this, usually erroneously, and then they seek to tame it with something, take something for something. And um, man, it just, it's its a missing thing. So that's what most people are needing. And the biggest issue I have is is people just don't know who to believe, you know, they, they really... Um, lack clarity and i i really come with a balanced understanding so i think that's the thing that really kind of separates the method from everybody is that back to that context and saying hey listen i have healed thousands of patients without removing gluten without removing dairy eggs nuts demonizing sugars and all the other kind of fun stuff other people they've needed it i've had some people have to eat a plant-based or vegan thing i've had to have people more carnivore in other words it's all available. Right. So I don't demon I don't poop anything. I the only thing I'm dogmatic about is I have no dogma, not one single thing, um, except for you shouldn't eat rat poop in your in your food. Right. We, no, no one needs to be drinking fluoride. There, there are some pretty universal precautions. I get that. Um, but the biggest issue is it's like, you know, your mom tells you don't talk about religion and politics. Well, the big thing, it's a third one now, man. It's nutrition. Woo boy. Everybody's got an opinion. Um, I know I sure as hell do. But the difference is, is, is I help people. To, I say, listen, it's all on the table. Not that I'm a neutralist or anything like that. But I try to help people realize that it's about the four factors all together. So environment, lifestyle, mindset and nutrition, they all go together. You can't say, well, your heart's more important than your brain. Well, your brain's more important than your heart. I mean, give me a break. It's all of it, right? So is that does, that does that make sense? Yeah. So that's the difference, man, is it gets all of it. People, the number one thing that people come to me is we can talk about the symptoms, but they're just confused, you know, because there's all these expert parrots and stuff out there and people that are, you know, saying things. And, you know, I go, well, they're all right isn't that amazing? I'm not pooping or ad hominem anybody. I'm going, they all, it's all brilliant. It's like asking me what, you know, what's my favorite, you know, knife in my, in my drawer, dude, it all depends. Right. So it depends. And, um, but yeah, the thing is, is I just go, look, you just got to find yourself, you know, become more self-centered. I'm actually working on a, I have a secondary book spinoff. I'm working on, you know, it's called stop being so positive and become self-centered. So it's kind of like a double on time, you know, you more negative ions and focus on yourself. But yeah, so that's it, man. I really, I think that's what it comes down to. People are just confused and I go, listen, all of it's good. You just got to, you know, find out how it applies to you and then do it in the right
0: order. Yeah. What's the most, uh, you know, you've touched on a couple of different things and I've heard other conversations that you've had. And one of the reasons why I was looking forward to this conversation is because you seem like a really straight shooter, you know, like they're, you don't seem like you have a bunch of canned answers, or you know, quick fixes or pitchy, pitchy things. And right. so, I'd like to take this conversation a couple of different directions and throw a couple of things out at you and, and see if it sticks. Um, okay. You know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned fluoride. We don't need to spend a ton of time on fluoride, but are you against the fluoridation of uh, tap water?
1: Without question serves zero purpose. and it has a huge downside. I mean, I, I've seen it in clinical practice. Um, I've become very good at reversing it and you know deossifying certain tissues that it you know causes to have calcium collect. I understand it for me, everything is energy frequency and vibration, right? And so I look at everything all the way down to its lowest common you know denominator or its, or its lowest frequency. that's things on the, on the periodic like table of elements, right? And uh, we we can look at the nature of that substance and understand how it interacts with certain things and what are the consequences of it now. There are um, different things out there that are very beneficial, different trace mineral drops by percolating water through certain shales Um, And guess what? We put that into a mass spec. You're going to see fluoride in there. Am I concerned about that fluoride? Absolutely not. Why? Because it's in the context of all its homies, all the other valent, you know, charges of the things in there and it changes it. But if you take a purified version of a mineral that is derived from it's right up the road here in Florida. Right. It's just right north of me where they get all the stuff to make the fertilizer. And you start sticking that in the water. That's a rough deal. Right. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah, different deal. Yeah, so no fluoride, definitely not.
0: No fluoride. Now,
1: now the thing is is are there certain applications of using it localized on the teeth? Yes. But it's rare. It's absolutely rare. We can do it other otherwise, you know, because we can totally remineralize teeth if that's not true that they get lost. I mean, they have a blood supply for crying out loud. <laughs> and if the dentists say, hey, you can soak you know, your teeth in fluoride, it'll take a mineral in. Then why is it just like only fluoride will do that? No, other minerals will too. So I, I like to call the BS on this stuff, the duplicitousness. But um, yeah, so no fluoride.
0: Cool. <laughs> what's, what's I'm with you uh, I haven't um, we we collect our drinking water and cooking water we still bathe in it but uh, at my house we haven't had we haven't drinking tap water my wife and I and our two kids um, you know probably in a decade we've just been that's awesome yeah no tap
1: water. water there's not a single munici- municipality in the United States that I would or here I don't know where you are other place that I would ever trust to drink the municipal water now yeah. tell you one thing if I'm ever out at a picnic and somebody brings out a bag of ice or, you know, something from, you know, a, a restaurant or whatever, and there's the ice in, in the cup or whatever, I'm not going to go, oh, no, is that different? I don't do that. I think it's okay. I don't drink out of water fountains and stuff like that. But if I'm out and about a restaurant and they bring water and it's to the table and some ice, you know, and yeah. I just didn't come prepared, am, am I most likely going to drink that in call today? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're not a, you're not an asshole like you're. <laughs> no,
1: man, oh my god, I, I do so many things right. I can have some control burns.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Crispy donuts from time to time. I don't, yeah. I don't check to see what their ingredients are.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is that that opens the door to another conversation about um, when you do fudge, and what I'm becoming more and more aware of is for for our listeners, myself, and yourself, and other you know elite performers, people who are in the know that understand, you know, the harms of sugar and fluoride. And, you know, when you make those concessions, whether it's a cheat day, and I don't know where you're at on cheat days, but, but like, if you're gonna have some cake, like if your mom made a cake, if it's a birthday party, and you're gonna have a piece of cake, what I'm learning and what I'm understanding for myself and for a lot of other people is like, there is a... There is a damaging effect when you freak yourself out about this one thing, right? Like if you're going to have a piece of cake, enjoy the cake, eat the cake, smell the cake. Don't flip out, hammer it down, and then feel guilty about yourself for the rest of the day, right? Exactly right. Moderation right?
1: Dude, amen. Because – that's just exactly it. Is you know we we can I call it mental masturbation, right? We could we could do all these things in our brain, and we can say, well, um you know, it's all these things. I don't encourage it, but I also don't just. It just depends upon where you're out in balance, right? So I don't call it cheat days, but I'll say it, I use the term I just call it a controlled burn. So like I have the big thing is the balanced understanding that I the term I use is is if you, exactly what you're saying. If you're in an event, okay, and they have some. You know, in North Carolina, we don't put a lot of sugar in our barbecue sauce, right? It's just vinegar based, little bit of tomato. But anyways, the thing is, is that um, if I did you know, have somebody do some barbecue and whatever, there's some sugar in there. Am I going to eat that barbecue like a champ, right? Okay. And I'm going to lick my fingers. I'm going to get as much of that lovely sweet sauce as I need to. And that's fine. But here's the deal, though. There's a lot that happens in the body to a substance that gets what I call a tuning based upon what your mind is when you're eating it. Right. So for me, nutrition is not about just what's in it. It's what your body's capability of doing it. Right. So we have to tune everything to us. So just like I can't do a core muscle biopsy on someone's vastus lateralis and go, "Oh, yep, you got that from grass fed bison. You can't tell that it's you. So we take flesh eat it and make it no longer be that animal and turn it into us. That is a huge thing. We talk about the miracle of birth. That's amazing not to detract from the ladies and that amazing thing they pull off. But let's talk about the amazing miracle that which is the birth of of your tissue from other things. You literally have the ability to trace. So it's all about transformation. So part of that transformation is what I refer to as the attunement of the mind, right? Because even thought to me is light. and That's what we can feel other people's things. So you're literally tuning things that you're eating. So there's a huge part with that, which is why I'm, I'm not dogmatic. And I tell people if you're going to consume it, if you the joy can to a degree, there's a limiting fact, you can't eat a whole cake a day every day and think your way out of it. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying But at the end of the day, it's not a big deal to have a donut from time to time um, and so forth. Thank God for hormesis. I mean, there's all kinds of ways. So, in other words, I go principally not on the scientific literature. I go on my observable scientific method. When you've had tens of thousands of patients over a quarter century and you, you, you measure and monitor things through the lives of unique people, To me, that's my testimony. So that's what I share. Can you you quote a study that might contradict me? That's fine. I go, what, N equals 17? Oh, that's cute. Of one select people who live in one geographic location who probably were paid to be a part of the study because they needed a secondary income. I'm going, hold on a minute. Okay. So yes. Don't be dogmatic about food. I'm certainly not. And, you know, you can enjoy it. But at the same time, like, for instance, I, had a, I did a little birthday cake the other day um, with one of my uh, daughter's friends, and I just don't like the frosting. I don't like that, that um, you know, um, Crisco-based buttercream, whatever stuff from Publix here in Florida, right? So I scrape it off. Did I get every drop off? No. But did I eat the cake? Sure. Did they put some Reduced iron and thymine hydrochloride, and they rectify. Of course, but it was delicious, right? I, I I don't ask, you know, you know, pappy, you know, in the distilleries of Buffalo Trace, if you know, have they tested for heavy metals in their whiskey? I shall partake over my nice reverse osmosis, you know, remineralized and structured water ice
0: cubes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've watched my metals changed based upon different things. Like I I really do enjoy whiskeys and bourbon. It's my thing. But I'm Irish, but my liver's not. So I'm like a one drink, you know, I'm a one drink hooker, right? So that's about the things I could do. So the thing is, is, but I've watched my 10 go up. But then now avoiding it, and then I'll do another RBC heavy metal study, and it drops down because I can push out other metals with other metals. So roundabout here, yeah, man. People get too uptight about stuff, and they ruin it, and they make it more than what it even needs to be. You know, it's like being a nagging spouse. Just shut up and be naked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What are some things that you? have either advocated for or suggested to patients or talked about publicly that you've gotten a lot of heat for that you stick to your guns on.
1: Yeah. Gluten, lectin, phytates, <laughs> you know, oxalates, all those things. You know, all the anti-nutrients, that'd be the first thing that comes to mind. You know, I eat tons of those things, but do I have a problem with them? No, because my environment is clean my lifestyle is productive my mindset is centered and my nutrition is balanced based upon data so those things that they see causing problems they didn't seek to understand well why and you know so that's really what it boils down to so i get i get grief for that i laugh at these people who go and you know make these books about these you know when i just know what i know You know, and not to ad hominem, but the the bottom line is, is they make things up because it's marketable. It is a digital marketing hook. We have to be honest with It's just like saying, "Hey, listen, you're morbidly obese, and your hair is all falling out, and you've got yellow sclera." Don't tell me about health. Then at the same time, I'm going to go, "Listen, I know that these things don't do what you're saying, but you have a brilliant, you know, funnel, and and that totally makes sense." But it's, it's intellectual you know dishonesty. So I tell people, you can have those. Some people do need to avoid those things. So that would be the one thing is all these anti-nutrients that people are giving a hard time with. I'm going, it's just so not true. Does it for certain people? Well, of course. If you live in an excess body voltage and you got Wi-Fi all the time and you're driving, let's say oxalate, right – then of course your endogenous production of it's going to go up. Are you going to get all the heinous benefits to body tissues and kidneys and vascularity and skin? Yeah, probably. But for me, not a problem in the world. I'm not trying to, you know. Well, stu- I'm yeah, I'm with you. you know?
0: I'm t- I'm totally with you. And again, like this is why I was looking forward to having this conversation because I talked to lots of people on this podcast and elsewhere in in the in the integrated health space biohacking space they're like um that speak fairly absolute you know if you're you you told me you're a star wars fan they speak in absolutes right
1: oh like the sith like the sith exactly
0: (laughs) oh man now you're you're working me baby i love it (laughs) so don't eat lectins don't eat gluten it will fuck you up you will die there's no turning back that that you're right it's it's uh it's a little clickbaity it's absolute it's, it's absolute and it's well, that's financial. what happens
1: with niching right you got to pick right. a niche you know the guru method but yeah. here's the thing i'll bet him 100,000 dollars i have a lot you remember like the amazing randy he says he's got a million dollars if you can prove you know psycho code and stuff well um i'll pony up 100 grand and we'll put it to anybody who wants to take any of my any of my challenges. You put it in escrow. I'll put it in escrow. We'll agree to the terms. We'll apply the scientific method. and Let's see what we get. That's how I roll. Okay. And so- the reason is it, the reason why I say that is not being a dick. It's just that here's the thing: people who seek information need to do it. And I believe that the truth is truth, no matter where it comes from. If somebody who's just learning something and they've already been in the space for two years then okay, if it's true, it's true. But then the thing is, it goes back to the other thing we talked about, you know, context and Q square, M square and balance, all the kind of term. But here's the thing. Most of the people who perpetuate a speaking in absolute simply do not have the clinical experience. They're very good researchers of scientific literature, uh, Facebook forums, and other p- biohackers and so forth. They do not have first-hand clinical experience. That is, I've always said I'm famous for saying that my greatest teachers have been my patients. The lives of them, their biochemical individuality, their genetic uniqueness within their environments, through the context of their lifestyle and then their mindset. That's what really does it. You know, you go, well, well, Subway, you got you know 156,000 different combinations. Well, yeah, if you go bread. Bread, cheese, and meat. Bread, cheese, meat, and cucumber. Yeah, there's all these pertuberations or per- perturbations. Sorry, I've been a while since I've been in statistic class. So, uh, so you know what I mean? There's all these different combinations. So I understand why they, when people will say something about sugar or lectins. But I, I, I through the lives of my patients, like if I take a a, a half teaspoon of raw organic sugar and put it into my matcha, four grams of sugar. Oh my god like whatever dude it's like if you if you and that's what people do they go they, they swing the pendulum they go from one thing to the other and they get an absolute and that always ends up spinning their wheels and they're still in the same place yeah it's just not good that's the way it is about politics about religion about all that stuff um it's just it's just not like that man i mean there's no other way to say it, but and I'm, I'm willing to pony up. If somebody else wants to pony up, like like the calories in, calories out thing. I'd love somebody to challenge me 100k for that. I'll get people fat on 500 calories a day. <laughs> so I'll shred people out at 35, 4,000 calories a day. Oh yes, I will. Right. So we've all. So anyway, I won't be too. too yeah. Too puffy, but that's, I'm just saying. I mean, in other words, put your money where your mouth is. Practice what you preach, and then be willing to back it up. Not just it sounds real good in a niche-based digital marketing narrative.
0: Yeah, strong, yeah. strong, strong logic there, and strong experience and speaking from your experience with your patients, pointing you in the right direction. You're right. I think that's. I think it's really refreshing. Yeah, I I think that in a world of clickbaits, click. Baits, click you know, um, sensational headlines to tell you why, um, um, why phytic acid is, is, is going to be your downfall. Let's, let's talk about phytic acid. And, and I, I'm okay. not sure if you know much or think much about phytic acid. Um, but we went on a, we went on a frickin' black hole down the rabbit hole with phytic acid and, uh, here at my house and learned about the sort of nutrient stripping properties of phytic acid and how with too much phytic acid in your diet, um, you're not, you're not receiving the, the right nutrients and minerals, um, through your diet. So like my son, okay. who's six now, he loved oatmeal. And so we would do oatmeal every single morning cause that's what he would eat. And he, you know, fairly picky and my kids are exposed to all sorts of strange things in my house. But we went into this phytic acid issue and sure. my son also has his mother's teeth. God bless both of them. Really soft um, and um, d- deteriorating, lots of cavities. And we were kind of pointing to the phytic acid because he had so much of it. And then we realized, oh, okay, well, if you soak the oats overnight, it reduces the amount of phytic acid that you get in the morning. So we started soaking the oats, and we soaked the oats, and then we cooked the oats, and then, and now. Where we're at is we have largely reduced the amount of gluten that that we eat in the house, but we're also reasonable about like if you're at a picnic and there's rolls there and you want one, eat one. Don't freak out. Don't don't trip about it. Um, I know this is out of left field, but where what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on phytic acid?
1: Well. It's great cool experience and see that's this again boom now let's now talk about real stuff, right? So the thing is is that phytic acid is um, it, it's presupposed to have binding affinity. Remember whenever something is backed up by a presupposition you have to get the context of it whatever. So oftentimes in science when they'll look at things, they'll look at it from from a petri dish. Or from a certain cell line. See, like when we don't have people, we have to buy cell lines. Like people don't realize this. And the choice of the cell line was gonna is going to determine what it actually does. So if we are talking about this in human cells, that's different. If we're talking about in, in rodents, that's different. So in other words, it requires context of what it's doing. Remember, I refer to everything back to the periodic table of elements. I look at phytic acid as this hexagonal, you know, shaped bonding of six oxygen tagged with or or bonds lightly bonded by the way to phosphorus which then has a bunch of hydroxyls on it okay so now when we talk about that don't call it phytic acid right talk about the actual chemical formula when you look at its very structure of that ring and the valence charges of how it's constructed it disassociates actually quite easily which is why something as simple as changing the environment you put it in the water will do it now but then you have to say well what water were you using well water which has a high mineral content now you got more valent ionic charges going in there or are we talking about an ro or distilled it's going to act differently so you know the the less minerals that's in the water that the grains are soaked in the 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 more it's going to disassociate that amazing Mm -hmm. because water is the universal solvent so again i go what are you soaking it in so the other thing is is this is coming about in your particular case because we had we were we were pigeonholing ourselves into feeding one thing because that's what the kid ate. Well, that's artificial. I, I, my other principle and balance protocol is varied and diverse. What, this, this principle and tenet of the protocol is so critically gets so much downstream by eating a varied and diverse diet. What I mean by that? Is is plant proteins and animal proteins. Plant proteins, yes. You can get them from beans, you can get them from hemp, you know, you can get them from, from grains. Animal proteins, you want ones from the ocean, one from the yard birds, some from you know the, the 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 cud chewers. Okay, so in other words, if you change your diet up all the time, you're not gonna run into these problems that come with supersaturation of one particular molecule arrangement. You get the diversity of the microbiome access, right? You get the, the, the less taxation on one particular uh, enzyme that is needed for that. The biological pathways of, tr- of that path of transforming it into you. If all you eat is grass-fed steak, sweet potato, and broccoli because you're doing your, you know, your, your cutting right? And if you do that for, you know, two to three meals a day or you got your oatmeal in the morning, your little, you know, one teaspoon of peanut butter because you're trying to get everything out of it, and you eat that way for four weeks and you go, man, well, I put on this muscle. Okay, great. But here's what you did. In the absence of varied and diverse, you induced nutrient deficiencies and molecular excesses because all you did is that one thing, right? It's like at a party with a whole bunch of dudes and the chick walks in we're like, hey, you!" it's no longer a helmet party. Or just the opposite. The variety, the diversity, it really brings to it. And that's why I tell people I want you to be food horse. I want you to eat around, you know? And change it up. So when it comes to look at something like phytic acid, if you're driving that in there in a in a portion size each and every day at that same whatever, yes, can it precipitate problems over time, especially in youth? Because every because remember, the younger that we are, we haven't built up enough liver energy, and enough transformative energy. This is why you know we eat, we, we, you know we breastfeed until the teeth come out. Right then, when the teeth come out, and then that's that we've had enough minerals. Bang, now we can start putting things in, particularly um, higher in phosphorus. Right. So once the teeth come out, then we can change the dietary thing because it's an it's a physical manifestation of function uh, functioning capacity. Right. So we got to be careful with certain foods. I didn't even ask you the, the details about, you know, your, your kid or what age that was or whatever. But um, yeah, so you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So phytic acid does not do what people say it does on face value. It's in the context of how it's prepared. What is the source, form, dose, frequency, and duration of that which you're consuming makes the poison or the benefit?
0: Mm. Mm. Balance.
1: Boom. And it's a lot of fun. It's the same thing with lectins. People will say, well, you know, the work of Alyssa Fosano, and we can't, we don't have the enzymes to break down gluten. Well, that's that's intellectual dishonesty. I mean, if you're talking about this long strain of all these amino acids, like 400 and some of them, be, just because we can break it down, only break it down into, say, you know, 60, doesn't mean we're not digesting it. We, there's a lot of things that we don't break down into. It's absolute individual isolated amino acid parts. It's the same thing like with fats. Everybody loves to demonize fats. Like, oh, wow, well, you gotta have you know no omega-6s and more 3s. That's not true. If, I have done tens of thousands of cell membrane lipid studies. And every single person, without exception, has in their cell membranes omega-3s, 6s, 9s, saturated fats, and trans fats at some level. So people start getting caught up in the what's oh, essential or not. That's just that's wordsmithing, that's that's mental masturbation, right? I would say words are clumsy tools. The body can eat every single fat that's out there, every species. So, I'm not dogmatic about those either, you know, because the body's going to make it. You show me, you give me a cell, and I'll show you, oh my god, omega 6 is in there, (laughs) you know. So, phytic acid, lectins, oxalates, all that stuff, it's out of context, man. I mean. The vast majority of my patients, we don't ever have to omit those things conscientiously.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's good. It's a good reminder again because I have the guests and the, the the things that I read and the research that I read is all very narrow. It's very specific. Sure. It's very uh, it's very nichey. And and for a guy like yourself who's been doing this for a while and being effective for people and training other clinicians to like, hey, have some perspective, take a breath, <laughs> lean back, like mm-hmm. see the bigger picture. What's what you know? That's it's important to be reminded of that. Um, yeah, it's
1: kind of like I, you know, I'm from North Carolina, right? So NASCAR is big. I'm like, yeah, you can put that NASCAR on the track over here in Daytona. And, go, and, and, and you, could, you could presuppose the capabilities of that car. Now you stick me in it, put me in the suit, put the helmet on, and tell me to make that nonstop one left, you know, that left-hand turn. Do you think I'm ever going to get that thing above 200? Oh, hell no. Now add other cars around me. Do you think I'm not going to run it into somebody or the wall? Of course I'm going to. Yeah. So that doesn't – you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you can look at a molecule, a construct like that, and you got to understand about how it works within the context of another person. I'm, I'm not going to be able to get the performance, the optimal performance out of that vehicle and its suspension that, say, you know a, a, a professional driver would. Yeah. So I, I tell people, don't expect yourself to do that either. I mean yeah. I got ultra-marathon runners who will drink a Coca-Cola. Oh my god, really? Talk about yeah. blasphemy. And I'm going, there ain't no damn way I could run a marathon, yeah. <laughs> much less – you know, dead man's or something like that, Death Valley, hundred miles. So if he wants to drink a goddamn Coke, he can smoke a Coke. <laughs>
0: That's the way I look at it, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I've seen a couple of, um, you know, in, in previous conversations, five causes of all disease. And then I have this other one that I wrote down, which is eight systems to treat your body. Yeah. Um, can we briefly go through those eight systems to treat your body? Cause I think that yeah. that that's high level, broad information that people should be aware of.
1: Sure. Well, so yeah, so two, three, five, eight framework of balance protocol. Two is the two questions, three of the three phases, five of the five causes, eight keys or eight systems. These are all the systems of the body. In other words, everything is incorporated into one of these eight bar none. It also, in the order I'm going to give it to you, is the correct order. It, this is what I have found to be a severe upstreamist. The first E is, is the environmental inputs of air, water, light, sound, EMF, and food. Those six things are the foundation that need to be addressed on any application of things. How we do and what specifically we should based we should based upon some you know clinical repeatable Q square M square. Second is the gut and the GI what everybody goes well no it begins and ends in the gut Uh, uh-uh. because what how does the gut get its stuff you know you're not going to be able to heal the gut with all the glutamine and all the arabinogalactans and probiotics and all that stuff if you're bathing in emf artificial light you're not breathing properly if you're a mouth breather right And, you know, you you don't take into consider. So in other words, it's second. So GI gastrointestinal second third is mindset and and, uh, uh, cognition, brain health and what it's doing, what your thoughts are. Okay, what what you know, how how do you look at yourself? Where are you in your blueprint versus your life situation? Right. Channeling my Tony Robbins there. So, you know, that's massive, man. So um, those make all the difference in the world. Then number four is the immune system and inflammatory pathways. So many people will refer to inflammation. They'll say, well, you know, it's it's caused by inflammation. I always laugh at that. That's like saying, you know, the road is wearing out because of automobiles. What, Vespas? All the Vespas, right? The, 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 The air is dirty because of all the automobiles. What, all the Priuses? So it's it's just crazy this inflammation thing is nuts. So but that's where we go after that specifically taking a look at your balance between TH1, 2 and 17s and then different pathways of arachidonic acids, cyclooxygenases and you know there's a lot of different inflammatory pathways and immunological reactions that are supposed to happen, right? So that's where we would address those. Uh, number five is structural. This is when we get into the physical structure, both um, the muscle skeletal and connective tissue, but also the uh, structure of the cells and the organelles themselves, right? We begin to manipulate um, what their composition is. Everybody loves to talk about mitochondria. Everybody says, Well, I'm a mitochondriac. And I say, Well, I'm an endoplasmic reticulum act. You know, they pick one thing because it's the new jack, right? Pardon the pun. But anyways, the thing is, is that's what it comes down to. I mean, what, just you, you, you're just going to neglect your, your your ribosomes? Come on, man! You can't <laughs> you, I can't get a Golgi apparatus high five up in here. So those do things too, right? So we work on the structure of those, and they can be quantified, and they can be manipulated based upon different things. Then we move on to oxidative stress and energy production. Then we really do get into, um, you know, how does do ions go in and out of those things that we just corrected upstream in, in the membrane composition, right? So as the nature of those. Uh, you know, calcium doesn't get enough attention. I mean, pound for pound, baby, that cation does so much. You ever want to make your brain spin, go type in calcium signaling in PubMed one time. There's more on that than anything. Everyone wants, to, But that doesn't mean go, go eat a bunch of calcium because the last name of the calcium determines what the characteristics of it is. You know, calcium citrate is not calcium carbonate is not calcium, you know, gluconate versus, you know, malate or all the other constructs, different constructs of minerals do different things to oxidative stress and energy production. But guess what? So does sunlight, UV and IR exposure. So does breathing. So does food. You see what I'm saying? But we cover those. We, we already worked those upstream. So now we have way less to do. Don't just jump right to nad and niacin and methylene blue because it sounds sexy right anyway so that then number seven is is neurotransmitters and hormones that's where we go to go after those because these are big molecules man these are these are big constructs these are these are sh- strings of amino acids and stuff that are pretty significant when you start talking about neurosteroids right so you don't just go, oh, man, I, I have low energy. Oh, my te- I checked my testosterone. See, I Q squared, M squared. You know, my free testosterone is low. My total is down. My sex hormone binding globulin is up. I just need to take some, you know, test sip shots in my butt cheek. Okay. And then we go, yeah, I feel so much better. Okay, cool. But if anybody's honest with themselves, they'll always tell you down the road that only worked for so long. Right. And you presupposed. All the things that move that big old molecule down its pathways or keep it from going, you know, to, you know, bitch tits, right, are in place. You're presupposing that the nutrient status for your different, you know, 16 betas and aromatase that are all governed by nutrient status, right, is strong. So that's why we don't go for hormones first. That's why I don't go messing with that first. Then lastly is biotransformation detoxification. Everybody likes to do that because it's sexy, and you got guys out there who've lost their hair and their face looks like salami, telling people to take these things for key leshing. and you know, they, you know it's nice and quick and silver. But anyways, so the thing is, is you, you when you just like I was saying earlier, when you drive fat stores away, you're you're dumping into the system another problem. So you're presupposing that your hormones can take it, that your oxidative stress is strong enough to handle this biotransformation detoxification that your cell membranes have the ability for them to in, in, you know efflux in and out. And then you're also presupposing that the immune system who's going to be asked to deal with it all and direct everybody is strong enough and you know then you, you know your GI has the ability to dump it out. See how that works? Yeah. So that order of the 8 systems are the 8 keys of balanced protocol and they are. Now again, it's not a rigid ideology. There's some plasticity in there. Sometimes, you know, we have to go after some things based upon the unique situation of the patient. But, um, but man, I'm gonna tell you, you do the right things, but in the right order, you get a whole different outcome.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo those back just in case people weren't quick enough on their notes, and, and I'll give everybody a heads up to to pause and <clears> and uh, take notes on this stuff. Just one through eight again in order of, of importance of the eight systems to treat your body environment number one uh gut number two mindset number three immune and inflammation number four structural and skeletal number number five oxidative stress and energy production number six neurotransmitters and hormones number seven and biometrics uh, or uh, Bi-
1: biotransformation and detoxification
0: and detoxification yep. that's it was that um <clears throat> if you rolled back 10 years, 15 years, would the order of these be different?
1: Nope. I've had that for 20 years. Interesting. And the reason is because the first five years of my my clinical experience, you know, I was, you know, doing, I was, I was taking it in. I was getting my experience. I was practicing, which means I didn't know shit. You know, I was practicing uh, on my patients and, um, yeah, so I realized it's the same thing like you get out and I'm like, Oh my God, man, I got all these things I can use and things just kept coming back to basics. I'm yeah. like, Oh my God. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that was it. I just started recognizing patterns and, uh, yeah, it hasn't shifted in uh, two decades.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm looking at this and this is going to take deeper thought to like apply this to my life, <laughs> but I would imagine that the importance of understanding your environment are probably more relevant now than they ever have been before. With five sure G, right? Dirty, dirty electricity, EMF exposure. You know, oh. white laptops cooking your nuts, and like that's environmental. Yep. and the, we, I
1: remember we, I didn't have that. I mean, I remember. Right.
0: I remember starting out. I had my
1: Packard Bell, you know, two eighty six. You know, in the online, you know, AOL. Everything was wired. We didn't have no damn Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. You know, I, I was like, oh, man, I got a fourteen four hundred baud, baby. I'm sailing. So the thing is, is that it it has changed. Now, um, remember, all the diseases that we know that are cataloged existed prior to the Internet, prior to electrification, right? Prior to artificial light, all that kind of stuff, right? But so in other words, we can't go on. That's why we can't go on. Oh, it's just blue light. Oh, it's just 5G. Those things suck, and yes, they need to be mitigated. They're, they're, they're nefarious. However, people were still dying of things. Now, there were times it was mostly in- infective diseases because the hygiene was off. But but yeah. So the thing is, is, nowadays the environment is it. That is one of the big separating factors. Is we, we put a tremendous amount of time. Um, when when I work people through a program, I kind of have a, one that's called Balance Protocol Prime. That's the one I basically have my patients for. The, we, we concentrate on quantification and correction. But then specifically the six environmental inputs needs needs to get several months uh, to get them get them corrected. And uh, but yeah, they they big big play. Not just the quality of the air you breathe, how you're breathing it, not just how you're breathing it, right? Like I love Patrick McCowan and, you know, the oxygen advantage and nose versus mouth. And I've been taping mouth for way before it even came out on the internet. So, um, the thing about it is, is that, but then you've got to presuppose that you're breathing clean air and what your results of doing your control pause exercises and stuff like that is going to be skewed based upon what air is actually coming in. So people are like, oh man, when I'm at work, and I'm getting a different thing. Or I'm at home, I'm a different thing. I'm on vacation, different thing. See, that's that that like that's what I mean when I give that little. I call it fractal micronage. Like you know, when you look at fractal geometry, you zoom in, and you got another pattern, another pattern, but it all comes back to that same little cardioid. Isn't that amazing? So when I look at it, we go, okay, we well, just can't teach people to breathe through your nose and increase your control pause and adjust your breath hold time or Wim Hof this or that. Right? You got to go. Hold on a second. If you're in a house that's loaded with VOCs and you haven't quantified that and you now start doing those beautiful and delicious breathing exercises, guess what you just did? You're not going to get that benefit. You're going to have a different story to report because you didn't control for that. Yeah. And it's got to be first.
0: Right. Yeah, if you're if you're sitting in your apartment in Manhattan Four stories up, with your window open, doing breath work. You're in. You got a little bit of a different program than if you're, you know, in the woods in the Pacific Northwest doing your doing your breath holds in your Wim Hof. You know, ne- sure. next to a river where you can do your cold Boom. plunge afterwards.
1: And see, that's the different. I think yeah. that's what's missed. But see, that's too complicated, right? But I mean, it took us, you know, two minutes to say it. But how do you how do you transpose that into a long form sales page or a sideways sales letter? You can't. You gotta. Shoot the other stuff, but I can't do it. Is so it that's frustrating? Why I don't want to... Is it frustrating? Dude, it's totally thing? frustrating. It must,
0: yeah. be, it must be. It must be. It must really be frustrating to stick to your guns and yeah. and not play the clickbaity, sensational thing. Like uh, I, I imagine it well, must there's
1: a whole population of digital markers out there in California, specifically San Diego area, that are very well familiar with me and know me and we do not click because I would not niche
0: hmm.
1: and they don't you know so it's not bad blood but just know this I'm not revered because I mean I won't name them but um but at the end of the day yeah it just doesn't matter so it's frustrating it's tough it's not about really sticking to my guns it's being the keeper of the faith see I, I, I'm I'm a healer and a philanthropist and a researcher and a scientist. I want what's best, no matter what. I don't have to get credit for it. Like right now, that's why I just want to. I want to I train other clinicians and have take health coaches out of giving everybody keto, right? And it, it, same thing with I'm getting you know GPs and nurse practitioners and PAs and chiropractors out of that grind too, and going, hey, listen, you got to spend more time with your patient. You got to raise your standard, and you know, not just try to stack them, crack them, and whack them and sell them dietary supplements and practice holistic ic medicine, right? you know, and then, you know, come up with your own product line and, you know, just pick your thing. Everything's about methylation or everything is about keto. Everything's about essential oils. And man, they're making people ill. It's really good for my business, though. It's, really, <laughs> it's kind of like hard to complain. It's got kind of like, you know, I want people to keep going. So talking about being duplicitous. Damn, I just caught myself. So I don't want them doing that, no, but then doing it be my practitioner it's it's tremendously frustrating because patients come to me and i tell them listen i'm going to be the last notch on the stethoscope sure because i won't i yeah and we're gonna have to, you got to log the time and it costs more too i mean it's an investment when you get access to a program and in intellect that really cuts through the shit that doesn't have the you know the the the, the sales letter and the funnel in mind yeah. i just don't do that
0: man that's really, really, really refreshing. Um, I uh, not like you need validation from some jerk off in Seattle, but that's Oh, no, you're I, beautiful, man. I, I see you, I, and I and I appreciate the approach that you're taking. That's not particularly salesy or convenient or or nichey. You want to help people. You want to heal people. And that there's a lot of things to consider. And it's not just phytic acid. And it's not just you know so. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot. So appreciate
1: you saying that, man.
0: I wanna turn a corner now because I also know that you're you've shared your your point of view on energy and uh vibration. And uh, you you mentioned the word Edgar Casey in a previous interview. You know your mother was a was an Edgar Casey fan. Oh man, so I feel naked right about now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, and, and for those for those listeners that know me, they know me by now. Um, this is my favorite shit. Um, talking yeah. about you know um, our non physical body and astral projection and dream states and all of these, all of these ways to think about ourselves and our lives and our deaths, um, how does a spiritual, uh, which is a loaded term, but how, what, what is the, what is the application of a spiritual, uh, life in our health?
1: Okay, well, here, wow, that's great. All right, so yes, yeah, so a little context. So I went to uh, school at Old Dominion University. So I lived down on 34th Street in the Mayflower on uh, in Virginia Beach. I was just down the road from the Association for Research and Enlightenment. That's actually where in the in the garden, the the uh, Japanese garden behind there's where actually I proposed to my first wife. Spent a lot of time in there, reading through the books, looking at wavy lines, squares, and stuff through a partition, and see if I could see the other person. So there's all kinds of, you know fun little woo-woo up in there. My mom volunteered there, did some stuff. My mom is a very metaphysical Shirley McClain ascended masters. I mean, I have my whole Zodiac and macrame. She's just a jar of dirt now. I love your mom. But, uh, that's a kind of joke
0: about her. It's good, so, man. It's, the- that's, how, that's how I
1: cope with it, but she's totally fun like that. My mom. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so that kind of stuff is fun, you know, and the interesting thing is, is that, you know, spiritual, Again, and back then we know, like uh, you know, Houdini. You know, he he had a, a, a penchant for spiritualism, but he also had this thing for calling out people who would do the stupid stuff, you know, with the megaphones and all that kind of things. So there's room for it, of course, because I have to talk uh, appropriately. We are beings of light. When it all comes down to things, we are just congealed beings of light. Or I can just say, hey, listen, we're we're beings of light. People, what the hell it doesn't have as much impact, but it's totally true. I mean, that's everything is, is energy frequency and vibration, right? Um, this is why I make fun of people when it comes to like protein, fats, and carbs. It's all the Cho, man. It's all the CHNO. It's all constructs of the same damn elements, right? So anyways, um, it's, it's important because you 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 can, you know, really overcome a lot of stuff by getting your brain to the right place. However, I'm not backtracking on what I said earlier. it's very difficult to get the brain to operate if you're being outside bombarded by the things that we talked about in key number one or the environmental inputs. so you just can't think yourself to help it was oh man, I laughed my way out of cancer. I, I could buy that okay, great. but there's a lot of people who laughed their ass off that just didn't make it. <laughs> okay so it has its place there's no defining right way or wrong way, but it's it's mandatory. I know when I work in key number three with people, um, we, we need to we need to talk about construction and deconstruction, preframing, deframing and reframing. Um big fan of you know NLP and Richard Bandler. He's in yeah. town right now. In fact I got a fresh copy of his book just yesterday from
0: Oh nice. And
1: yeah, that's pretty cool. It, on on how to think. Dude it's uh, a lot Whole other thing. So in other words, I love the I love the mind stuff too. It's a lot of fun. You can overcome things, Um, but so that does need to be in there. Some people don't believe in a higher power per se, and they refer to universe or different. That's fine. Whatever you can think on, whether it's you know. Your spouse, your kids, or a tree, or a river, or God, or whatever. What it does is, is it puts your mind into a certain vibrational state where you can access things otherwise you could not do. Right? So we all. I mean, one of the simplest ways I try to explain to people is you think about. Okay, I have to concentrate. Right. Well, we sometimes. Okay, that's by turning off noise. Some of us actually need noise. Like I can't watch YouTube videos. Without it being at least at two speed, I can't, I just can't do it. And then oftentimes for me to take it and I have to be at two speed plus listen to something at the same time. And then now I can take them both in. Mm. Right. And that's for various reasons of the autonomic nervous system and stuff like that, that I induce on purpose. But, and I've played with that with nootropics and different things to mess with it and binaural. So, I mean, I, I can wield it. Like I can pick a knife from my, you know, cutlery block. But that's more advanced shit. But the fun thing is, is that we—I tell people you need to recognize that you need that. Like everybody, you know, like when they meditate, why do they close their eyes? I don't have to close my eyes to meditate, right? I like to sometimes do it with my eyes open, specifically like those pictures in the mall. Remember, you just look like a bunch of miserable stuff, but then if you gazed into it, I go, oh
0: my gosh, it's a bald eagle,
1: you know, or oh man, this is—it's an elephant with a mouse in its foot. I mean, right? So you can change your perspective by zoning on things. Your eyes don't have to be closed. But what you are doing in commonality is commanding and controlling the inputs for what you're doing. This is why psychedelics have a place. But psychedelics, you know, given a very amazing experience, so that way you now believe that you can go there. Yeah, it's not like they're there. And I don't mean to mock them. I step on some people's toes, but I don't care. I send people down to the Caribbean to to have an experience with psychedelics clinically. So don't get me started. I'm not new to it. So the thing is, is that, I mean, it's experience shopping. Sometimes you just need that experience to believe that it's there. It's like in a relationship. You need somebody to say, hey, I love you and I love you and a hug. And they're like, okay, they do, right? Because oftentimes we see them. So where I'm going with this is, is you need to do what you need to do through various methods and mechanisms. There's a whole menu of those as well to find yourself to where you do put that into any and every aspect that you do. I meditate every day in v- different ways right um, sometimes my, like one of my catharsis is cleaning like I have a 6600 square foot house with nothing but porcelain floors I love cleaning my floors is that creepy or what right <laughs> you know I do a little bit of you know you know I do different things you know flowing movements you know with my big old you know industrial Swiffer right and then my you know socks I got a thing for socks I know I'm a TMI man. See, I'm vulnerable <laughs> like that. That's I good. So, so, so my thing is, I do that. So, incorporating motion can be meditative. You don't have to sit in the lotus position and do your fingers like you look like some Buddha. See, I got a freaking Buddha head right behind. But you know, the whole deal is, is that it has a place. Um, my early lookings into things were different spiritualists and stuff from that time frame uh edgar casey did a lot of really cool things he had a a light and taught uv therapy before any of these cats out here nowadays right this little uh, uh, purple uh, glass thing so it's really cool man so in other words all these people and like people who call themselves the father of biohacking are just so full of themselves no they ain't that's just because you want to pick that title because it sounds good in the digital marketing aspect but what i'm doing is is i tell people take it all in You know, and look at it all, get both sides, find out where you are, but never lose track of yourself. And if you really want to get track of yourself and where you should be on that particular path and journey at any given time, um, is you, you, have got to, you know, turn to the mind and the spirit and, 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 get a feel for that, you know, hearing it's one thing, interpreting what it's saying is another.
0: Totally true. Totally true. And, and for the work that I do in my coaching practice, there has to be some method at which we understand ourselves internally deep more deeply and Mm. for some folks that's uh keeping a dream journal for others it's meditation for others you're right um three nights of ayahuasca uh is going to teach you some things about yourself that you can then apply in your life so that you can be a better happier person
1: yeah um it or, the information was already in there. You're just bringing it to the to the frontal lobe. Right. That's what's really cool. It's not it's not new material. You're just bringing it out of the archives.
0: Well, yeah, and it's and it's stuck in there. It's stuck in your stress and your deadlines and your job and your dog and your, you know, the your lifestyle and and, 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 and it needs to come out. What are some ways that you like to help people? understand because that's really what we're talking about. You're right. Is number 3, not environment, not gut health, but mindset and cognition. And I and I think that within mindset and cognition, I think of spiritual reality, I think about um mental health, which is a loaded term too. But what are sure. some what are some techniques that that you suggest people do to have a greater understanding of themselves? What do they want? Are they okay with death? Are they do, have they had ever a transcendent experience that like wakes them up to themselves and to the beauty of this, of this opportunity to live in this world? Like, where do you, where do you like to start with people?
1: Well, the first is that key number one, right? Because we talk about eyes being the windows of the soul, but the breath is what opens it. So you're not going to be able to work in number three at whatever technique, if you can't control your breathing. right. So you got to see how, see how it upstreamed. Now, can yeah. you fudge through it? Sure. But you see how that works? So that's, again, I'm going to hold on a second. Well, the thing is, of course, you know, breathing is an amazing thing. That's the first thing is the breath. Just teaching people how to control and be conscious of the breath because it's rhythmic. It's one of those things that can both be, you know, uh, unconscious and consciously controlled, right? Like you, you can slow your heartbeat, but it takes a bit, but you can't make it skip a beat on purpose. You can skip beats, you breaths. So, man, talk about a, 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 an empowering understanding that you can control something that if you stop doing it for two minutes, everything dies. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Right. So we don't ever downplay the fact of the, the of breath work. Ooh, one thing. Um, number two is, of course, guided imagery. Putting your brain to see that what you want to be. Okay. So that's the first thing is, is that, you know, um, um, focusing on something that's positive, Right. Um, Or that you want to be aspirational this the third thing is then of course movement Okay, I have people practice their breath and uh, guided imagery moving first Because if you're not moving you're taking in too much stuff, right? So because I tell people motion creates emotion and so what we do is is just go for a walk and breathe and look and envision simple free 100% accessible don't need no permissions you there's no you you can do it in the rain I actually like to it's pretty pretty crazy not to get all you know you know the notebook on anybody but um it's it's amazing that contrast and that it's that's a whole other thing I know boy people like Beck you just really dropped your pants on this spot I've never gone this much but anyway so the thing is is outside and moving that's really important you know so breath guided imagery movement then once you've done that, then control and move it down. There's something that I, I refer to as you know, the Dr. Beck coma test, right? So if something you know, exists uh, in you that cannot be observed or quantified while you're in a coma, it doesn't exist. It's very real to you, but you have full command and control over it. It doesn't pass the coma test. Right. So if you're hemorrhaging, oh, that's real. Okay. Then you're free to be worried about it. Okay. Cool. Right. But if you have dep- depressive feelings or anxiety, we can't measure that. We can't draw your blood and go, oh, yeah, yeah, here's what we got. Right. So you can choose. So you just like you can choose to, to when you feel that way, that's a choice. You can unchoose it and you can insert another thing sometimes it's a little difficult because there's some physiological components so then another technique i love is good old trauma release exercises right you know shaking and vibration and you know um, progressive tension release um those are very good to get the body to that place to do you know because sometimes we're frustrated and what we have to do we have to move and we go okay shake it off why do we all know to shake it off right i'm not talking about you know taylor but anyways The thing is, is that, so movement and shaking it off, just, you know, we do that. That's why dancing is so fortifying, right? You know, just moving, even if you look like, you know, Elaine from Seinfeld, it's okay. Do your thing, girl. So movement, that's going to be one of those things. So we go between movement and stillness, right? Right um so that's kind of the initial steps of that journaling is wonderful i love the good old kinesthetics of, of writing things down i always keep one of these little pads, the little yellow pad right here with me and i have a pen collection and i have all kinds of pens that have different you know feels and stuff like that and i'm a big write it down then i'll type it down so anything like again what is writing it's movement and it's very kinesthetic right it's a tactile thing gives more sensory inputs into stuff so all those kind of things to get the mind coming into it, um, and then of course learning and books and reading and new information, and then the best one for me above all, I'm maybe get you know go biblical here, is charity. Man, be in the service of someone else, and there's all kinds of theories of why you can do it, but if you're pissed off, you know that you you got trash in the neighborhood, get you a garbage bag, poke it with a stick, and put it in the bag. Bump, bump just go go do it be the solution help other people and oh my god it's crazy so that's this you see that
0: so that's where i start my my uh, my clinicians
1: and patients in key three is those things
0: that's beautiful you know the essence of you know there's no way to take a blood test to tell if you're depressed or anxious Mm. right there's biomarkers that may suggest one thing or another however what's
1: copper and zinc doing you right. know these things your methylation status sure
0: right but if you're down uh, you it's a choice to bring yourself out of that and whether that's nlp or eft you know tapping emdr or, all that stuff exactly. right exactly emdr like those there's ways there's ways out of that black cloud that dark hole that you're yeah. in yeah you know uh, i have a feeling that we could we could go we could go way further in that because I think we're we're really on the same page um, on on the the importance of mindset, the importance of purpose and service, charity. Yeah, those are those are critical things. But there's a reason why they there's a reason why really successful, really happy people who are make who are change makers in the world like point back mm-hmm. to that. Like what's the thing that you're doing that's going to serve humanity? Are you of service? Because guess what? When you are of service, all of this cool cascade of, of, of things come back to you because you're living in line with, with a mission to help people, to bring people up, to elevate vibration rather than being a friggin' Debbie Downer. Community
1: is amazing, man. It could be the downfall of some things. Like you don't ever catch me in clubs or bar. I just, that's not my deal. Um, but community is amazing. I do a, I do a philanthropy um, to where I do a lot of uh, pro bono work for military special forces, you know, guys and their families, and uh, a significant amount because, quite frankly, I need the I'm a very successful and blessed man, so I need the I need the tax write off anyway. So it's not 100 percent pure at heart. Sure. No, I use I, I it used, works I, uh, It does, but yeah, they don't mind, and um, yeah, so we it, it's wonderful to see it play out in the lives of our warfighters and their families right because they come back and they wake up in the middle of the night punching their wife in the face and then like oh my god it's on me and you know the suicide rate is crazy you know 22 you know a day kind of deal on um you know i was working on my commission you know i was i was i was an, uh, an odus i was an rotc and i was just, literally last year schooling and i was getting ready to get my commission and i met this blonde hair blue-eyed chick that's part of my backstory, and i walked away from my commission so i never got to serve and um and if i don't know if you know but virginia beach is right there with you know the norfolk naval base and then of course Hill creek is where the the teams are ever um but yeah so the, the the irony of that is is uh, it's I do suggest people find a purpose. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. It could be kids. It could be, you know, women's group. It could be, you know, fathering and be anything, but, you know, find a philanthropy and, and, and physically get involved with it because that sense of community is amazing. And yeah, it's just, you cannot be like under expressed that, uh, what, what comes out of that, you know, everybody tends to think of like soup kitchens and, you know, kids clubs and that kind of fun stuff it could be all kinds of things man I mean I join a garden club photography club I mean there's meetup.com all kinds of things that yeah. you could do even it's paddle boarding and stuff and that's I'm great grateful that you said this because that's what so many people who aren't well who are suffering from a chronic disease are missing right is a this a community a hobby or something because they're so down with the, with what they have because you know everything is lying these days Sorry, but anyways, you have this. You take ownership of it. That you forget to live. Right. And same thing like with entrepreneurs. We do a lot of high performance stuff. I work with CEOs and entrepreneurs and stuff like that. But they're so busy making a living, they're not living a life. Right. And it affects them. I have to admit, that's what I did. Guilty as hell. That's one partly my response for why my first marriage of sixteen years ended, because I was just so involved in my science and my work, and I forgot that, um, you know. Kind of made a husband agreement. And so it was, it's it's tough. So you got to find things. And then, of course, there's independence. If you're married and stuff, I always tell people it's okay. Not have a burp and farting, you know, guy party or, you know, the women's stuff. But there, there is something to be said for those relationships separate but together. I call it interdependent, not codependent. Yeah. And um, that makes all the difference, man. I mean, people, you just got to go do some stuff. Yeah,
0: you know? it, and it's not enough to just be a, a, a keyboard advocate, you know, online posting comments on different things. Isn't that know? the safest place to be, man? In
1: in drawers, in a cocktail, and just telling people what's up?
0: Right, like virtue <laughs> signaling on Twitter is not <laughs> is not charity. Virtue signaling, you know, uh, Reddit advocacy for for dog shelters is not the same thing it's as volunteering exactly yeah go meet neighbors you, right go. i don't I,
1: I don't ever see anybody posting poop on the boots <laughs> yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah i mean even yeah. if it was a it, even if it was a gratuitous you know metal spoon putting some potatoes feeding somebody okay i'd give me that but no i mean i don't i don't see it yeah now, the photos that I take with my guys, you know, and blow up houses at Fort Bragg and Funcy, I don't post all that stuff because I don't need people to know all that jazz, you know? But um, so yeah. I don't do that either, but I'm not a big social media guy, anyways. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, this has been a very interesting conversation. I, again, I think we could go all
1: kinds of places, yeah. man. They just. You led this waltz. I d I didn't mind wearing the dress today. It's okay. <laughs> good,
0: good. I like to keep people on their toes. I think the best podcasts are where people don't they, they don't there's they sort of drop their assumptions and just let me poke and probe and you know, joust a little bit with you. So
1: <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I love opportunities like this. I mean I love I love your podcast. I mean you've got you've got you got some really great people that have been on here. Um, and you know, just, it's, it's nice to roll with it. I mean, I'm just telling you, I'm honored to what it is. There's not a whole lot of, um, people that do it quite like this. So, I mean, I, I'm honored and humbled to do it. You know what I mean? This is, this is great. And I, I know we had a, th- a third party bring us together, but man, what a blessing.
0: This is cool. This is very cool. These are, these are, these, these conversations are breaths of fresh air for people. I think, you know, cut the bullshit, like just have a conversation about how we can be our best. Um, got it. Could you please give people information how they can get all, before I do the last question, if you would please just uh, plug where they can find you, what they should be reading, and, and that sort of stuff?
1: Well, you know, the thing is, is in, in, the, in the digital age that we live in, you know, my brand, the vernacular here is is Dr. Anthony G. Beck. So D R Anthony G. Beck uh, on uh, Instagram, and I don't do a bunch of Twitter stuff, but it's still there, and uh, Facebook, and that kind of jazz. They can always do that. I've got a group on Facebook, my community, where we have it's called Balance Nation, and um, you can find that in 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 there. And uh, you're more than welcome to join there. Uh, It's me and all my clinicians that I train. We answer all kinds of questions from a balanced protocol and balanced perspective. There's also dranthonygbeck.com.
0: So at this point, uh, the same way that I like to end every show is with a fill in the blank question. So, Dr. Anthony Gbeck, if you would please. Fill in the blank. Based on everything that you know, everyone would benefit from knowing.
1: It's what you learn after you know it all that really counts.
0: Well, I like that. That's <laughs> that's unique. I like that a lot. I like that. I like that a lot. Dr. Beck, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been a real pleasure for joining joining us here on the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Love you.